0: So today, we are officially kicking off season 13 of the Girls' Night podcast, and I am so happy to be back. We have amazing guests lined up for this season, and I cannot wait for you to hear from them. We're gonna be starting off this season by welcoming back two of your favorite Girls' Night guests and my dear friends, Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Durham, or Mack and Kenz, as we call them. If this is your first time meeting them, Mack and Kens are the founders of Delight Ministries and For the Girl, which they'll tell you all about here in a few minutes, And today's episode is for the girl who thought she'd be married by now. I think so many of us can relate to that feeling, right? If you're anything like me, you have this timeline in your head of how your life is gonna go. You think, when I'm this old, I'll meet my husband. And then when I'm this old, we'll get married. And then we'll be married for this long and then we'll have our first baby. And that is how my life is gonna go. But also, if you're anything like me, things don't always go according to plan. And that's really hard. It's hard and it's disappointing and it's frustrating. And then to make a tough situation even worse, you may find yourself surrounded by friends whose timelines actually do match up with how you thought yours would go. And now you may be feeling the weight of longing and loneliness and also feeling like you're falling behind. Anyone know what I'm talking about here? And that's why I'm so excited about this episode. Today on the show, Mac and Kenz are gonna be sharing with us what they learned as their stories haven't exactly gone according to plan. I love getting to share this episode with you this week in particular, because so much of what we talk about in this episode are things that I've been talking about with my fall 2021 class of my course, Love Your Single Life. This episode is just a little snippet of what the course is all about. So you guys ready? Without any further ado, here is my conversation with Mac and Ken. All right, friends, I am so excited for who I have on the show today. I'm sitting here with my friends, Mac and Kens, and you guys have been on the show before, but welcome back. Yes.
1: Thank you for having us. We love being a part of Girls Night. Best
0: night ever. Best <laughs> really. night
2: ever. Best.
0: <laughs> um, so you guys, for women who haven't gotten to meet you yet, can you guys tell us who you are, what you do, and a fun fact about yourself?
1: Yes, we would love to. Okay, well, we are Mac and Ken's, both named Mackenzie, obviously. <laughs> so we had a nickname ourselves. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'll go first. Um, my, I'm Ken's of the Mackenzie, and we run Delight Ministries, um, which is a college women's ministry. We also have a fun little brand called For the Girl, which includes like our podcast and we write Bible studies. And a whole bunch of other things to resource women to encounter Jesus every single day. We really do believe that you can encounter, that you can be with God every single day. And sometimes you just need the resources to make that happen. So that's kind of what we're all about. But yeah, I live here in Nashville, Tennessee, me and... Staff aren't exactly neighbors, but Nashville's so small enough where yeah. I kind of feel like we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, I'm recently married and love that. I actually, just celebrated one full year of marriage, um, which is really exciting. And a fun fact about me I have. Um, a skin draft from my right butt cheek on my hand. (laughs) I fell into a bonfire (laughs) when I was like 12 years old. And so now I have a skin draft on my hand. And when I was little my siblings and then my whole elementary school class called me butt hand. So
0: that's kind of fun. uh, A really
1: fun fact.
0: (laughs) That is I'm really I'm really glad to know that. Did you did you like own it? Growing up, or did you h- hate that nickname with like everything in you?
1: You know, I think like you know, like when you're younger, you kind of feel like scars are like cool. So I yeah. think I thought it was like kind of cool, but yeah, that's maybe just
0: my character. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be <laughs>
1: offended by this. It's just cool. That's <laughs> you just
0: it That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I feel like that should be everyone's response to like that's exactly that. We all need to do that. That's so good. Yes. yes, I love right. it. I'm so happy to know that about <laughs> you. Okay. All right, Mac. <laughs> funny. Yes.
2: Okay. So I am Mac, the other half of the Mac and Ken's duo. And uh, let's see. So I get to do all those fun things with Ken, Run Delight, Run for the Girl. I actually, about a year ago, moved away from Nashville to North Carolina. So I live in Charlotte, North Carolina now wanted to be close to family. So I've been here for about a year. It's been amazing, I still feel like I moved here just yesterday. I still feel new, but it's been amazing and such a cool, like just sweet, sweet season with God and uh, with my family. And I think just to keep in the butt fun facts, I <laughs> thought I would give you one that I have because... <laughs> I just feel like I should at this point um so when I was a sophomore in college I actually had to have surgery on no joke my butt crack <laughs> I had, like this little this little cyst on my butt crack that I had to get removed and so I have had butt crack surgery so that is Kenzie and butt facts for you Steph. you
0: you asked
2: We delivered. I did (laughs) ask if
0: you guys delivered. Anyone who's new to Girls Night, like, welcome. This is, (laughs) if you feel like you're sitting around with your girlfriends right now, then perfect because you are. And we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. (laughs) And we we will embarrass ourselves first anytime. Yep. I'm with you. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here racking my brain going butt fact, butt fact, butt fact. Like, what do I (laughs) have? I don't know that I have a butt fact. But if at the very end of the interview or like, in a really, like, serious, kind of inappropriate time in the middle, I come up with one, you know I'm going to share it. Please do. I hope you yeah. do have a nut back. I really do, y- too. I really do, too. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking. Um, okay, you guys, I'm so glad that you're here. And for anyone who hasn't gotten to hear the, like, previous episodes that you guys have been on, We'll go ahead and share those in the show notes because um, I just love you guys and I love your work. And I feel, I tell you guys this all the time because I usually like ask you to send me the latest Delight t-shirt so that I can like represent. But I feel like I am like a post-grad Delight member or something. Like I didn't get to be a member in college, but... I just am Delight's number one fan. So I Mm -hmm. love the work that you guys do, and I love you guys um, individually. I love your friendship, and um, I'm just so happy Mm -hmm. to have you guys back on Girls' Night. So, Kins, you kind of kicked this off a little bit, Um, so maybe you can go first. But since we're talking about relationships today and really, you know, kind of, you know, we're talking about when relationships feel delayed, when we're, not in the spot in our relationships Mm -hmm. that we thought we would be by now um i would love to hear just a little bit of what your relationship history has looked like and then also um, i mean you kind of gave us a snippet today today you got married just a little like you know a couple Mm -hmm. days over a year ago um but what did your relationship Mm -hmm. history look like up until now
1: Yes, yes. I guess I did kind of spoil that at the beginning. I was like, "Eh, (laughs) and the end of the story is I've been married. That is okay. Um, But yes, it's been honestly, like so many women probably listening, it's been a it's been a journey for sure. Um, so I got married actually a year ago and I was twenty-eight years old when I got married. So I wouldn't say that it was like super late in life or anything like that, but maybe for some Southerners maybe a little bit later and at moments it felt like that for sure it felt like maybe my story was delayed in in ways and um yeah so my like relational history actually was just like I've dated so much in my life. This is kind of fun. Actually, Mac will share hers in a second, but I feel like we kind of like come at it from different angles, which is Mm -hmm. which is fun. But yeah, I dated a lot. I had like a three year long relationship when I was in high school and then that didn't work out. Met a guy like the first day of college, practically, and we Mm -hmm. basically dated for like five years. Then I um, really felt like he wasn't the one for me, and we ended up breaking up like like uh, the first year out of college, which was super super scary because it was like right when everybody else was getting married, and I was like, "Yeah, this relationship isn't working." We were just like just like going our different ways and growing and maturing in different ways, and so yeah, had to break that off. It was like one of the hardest decisions of my whole life we could do a whole nother podcast episode about that practically of what it looks like to like when you have doubts and you like are so fearful of ending it because you've already put so much time and effort into that gosh it took me like eight months to end the thing it was like a really really rough season but yeah it really felt God calling me into that um and then was like single for probably two three years before I met Josh which is now my husband. And we dated for a good, solid like two years before we got married. So yeah, I like had a lot of dating history, which um, is I feel like a little bit. If you met me, I'm definitely more like independent and more like gosh, I love being single, being single forever. But all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, how did I find myself in another relationship that I don't even know that I <laughs> want to be in? Mm. Um, it's kind of a comfort zone for me. So mm. yeah, anyways, that's a little
2: bit of my uh, dating history. <laughs>
0: mm. Man. Okay. Mac. what about you?
2: Yes. Okay. So Ken's kind of mentioned, but I'm a little bit of the opposite of Ken's in some ways. I Didn't date for a really long time. I mean, I always had like little like crushes here and there or guys that I was like kind of hanging out with, but I really didn't have my first boyfriend until post-college. So didn't date a ton, was always like super content being single and I don't know, just always had like big dreams and so always was going after those. And then I always say that my 27th birthday, I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 27, I'm single, I'm behind, like what in the heck, all my friends are getting married. And I started to feel like the token single girl of, <laughs> especially in Kens I was like friendship and with podcasting and doing all these things. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm the token single girl. I'm gonna be single forever. And so um, I have really felt like been on a sweet, sweet, just kind of like journey with God of, what does that look like and what do you do with that? Like, what do you do with the desire to be in a relationship, to be married, Um, And then how do you also trust God in that? And how do you not kind of take it into your own hands and try to manipulate it and try to make it on your own terms in your own time? And so something that just like super passionate about. Um, And about six months ago, I met the most incredible guy super randomly. It's such a funny story, but so unexpected. And so we've been dating now for about six months and uh, we dated long distance, but he actually just moved to about five minutes on the road for me. And so like, we're pretty serious going the long haul here. And it's been super awesome and super special. So that's a little bit of my history.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. I feel like I'm like smack dab in the middle of you guys. Cause I had a couple um, serious relationships, but they never, I I think my longest relationship prior to meeting Carl and marrying him was like a year, maybe a year and a month. Like I could make it a year and a month or maybe I, I think it was something like that. But I Mm -hmm, did have long seasons where I was just like really single and wondering if that was ever going to change. And then I also did have just like sprinkled throughout like crushes or like flings or, you know, like kind of just like, I don't know, I would always just be like, oh, it's just a thing with this guy or something. But, Mm. you know, we'd like each other. And I don't know, the, the details would always be kind of different. But I feel like I sort of had a smattering of different experiences along the way and I'm I'm so glad that we're talking about this right now because we actually have a group of women going through my course love your single life right now yes. and this is such like I love that you guys are so passionate about this topic because I am mm-hmm. too it's mm-hmm. this is a really hard and tender thing like no matter what the rest of your I was talking to a girlfriend one time when and she was like why the when the rest of our life is going great can one like text from a guy that feels like it doesn't go right, just like take everything else <laughs> down with it, you know? It's, yeah. And we know that in the grand scheme of things, it's like there we there are other good things happening, but it's just, yeah. it just weighs yeah. differently. And, and Kenza, yeah. I'm glad that you said this about, you know, depending on how old you are or depending on, you know, maybe if you're in the South, like this is a little bit later. I feel like there are probably some women mm-hmm. listening that are like, oh my gosh, you got married at 28. You know, I'm much older than that have like you had nothing Mm -hmm. to complain about or something like that but then there are also women who are 21 right now going wait like that's a long time from now yeah and that's something that I've gotten to see through women Mm. taking my course is that your age actually doesn't have as much to do with the pressure whether internal or external you feel to get married or to be in a relationship as we think it does like depending on when your parents got married or you know what your church life is like or what part of the country you live in or what your friends are doing or your community whatever like sometimes it's you know feels very very normal to be single well into your 30s and you don't have any sort of pressure and then sometimes that's when the pressure like really kicks in or sometimes you know, you're 21 and it's like marriage or, you know, a serious relationship is nowhere on your radar. But then also for some 21 year olds, like it is, they're feeling it more than someone who's 35. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just really depends. So yeah. um, anyway, I'm really glad to get to hear a little bit more of your guys' story. You know, you guys talk Mm -hmm. to women all the time through Delight and through For The Girl. Like, does this come up a lot? Like, why does this topic why does this topic matter to you guys as much as it does? Like from what you're seeing in your community. Does that make sense? Totally. Oh my goodness. I was laughing one day saying that I think, I think
2: because I was a little bit older and single and was pretty open about my singleness and about how, you know, I had moments where I was frustrated with it and like, God, what the heck, you know, where is my story? I think I hear a lot of feedback from a lot of girls. And so Sometimes my DMs are just full of questions about it and things like that, which is so sweet and so fun. And I think that there are so many women that are walking through this. And I think what we have to think about when it comes to singleness is, singleness is about, you know, and relationships about so much more than just like, oh, a guy to hang out with on Friday night. For a lot of women, your relationship status is attached to a lot of your dreams and your life plans and things that you want to do and accomplish with your life. I mean, a lot of women have dreams of like being a wife, being a mom. And, and it feels like it's like totally out of your control and out of your hands until that kind of person shows up in your life. And I think that it's one of those things that is not talked about often. I think some of the sadness and some of the like, uh, I don't know, just the waiting season that comes along with it. I think there's been a really cool movement. um, Even when I think about as a lot of like, I know, like friends of mine and people have moved into like, um, pregnancy and things like that. And there's a lot that goes on there with, um, infertility and miscarriages and things of that nature that where people are starting to wrestle with the mourning and the sadness that comes along with that, that it's just not often talked about. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, it's, it's in some ways similar to our singleness. It's like we're mourning and we're wrestling with sadness of, thinking our whole lives, we're going to grow up and our story is going to look like this. And then waking up and realizing, oh my goodness, it's so different. It's not what I thought it was going to be. And it's kind of this notion of having to rearrange expectations, rearrange plans, rearrange purpose and identity, and all of these different things that I think get tied back into our relationship status. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we look at other women who are who are going through singleness and we're like, oh my gosh, like you almost roll your eyes at it. You're like, oh. like, oh, they don't have someone to go on a date with on Friday night. Like it's not that big of a deal. But I think it's actually such a thing that weighs really heavy on women's hearts. And so I wish that there would be more people that would be willing to like, give encouragement, give advice, give like a godly perspective here. Because I I think if we search that God has such beautiful things for us in it. And so I think just like opening the door for conversation, helping women to realize they're not alone, connecting them with other women, which is what I love about your course, Beth. And I don't know, I just think it's a really powerful conversation to have that shouldn't be taboo, that we slip under the rug and don't talk
0: about, like it's something that like, I wish more women would be open about their experience. That's so good. It's so true. And I think too, like there isn't anything else in life where you're asking someone to, like when you're applying for a job, you're showing someone your skills. Like those are the cards you pull out and you say, these are my skills. Like this is what I have to offer your your company. Would you like these things? But those things are more like on the outside. When we're Mm -hmm. dating and, you know, wanting to be in a relationship with someone, we're pulling out like the, the deepest cards we have and saying like, this is what I have. Do you want to be in a relationship with me? And it's so <laughs> much more tender. And, and I feel like, you know, yeah. relationships and love are kind of two sides of the same coin where it, on one side, the reason that there are a million movies and songs and everything about love is because <laughs> it's like the best feeling ever. But the lack of it or the longing Mm. of it or the breaking of it or something is really just Mm. excruciatingly painful because it is so tender and it's just so different from anything else. And so anytime I hear someone like make light of it, that's, you know, I, I, I get a little fiery when I hear people make relationships sound like the end all be all goal for your life because that's not true or not right or not healthy and not helpful, but also when people make light of relationships or make light of, of a longing for a relationship, it's like, no, this is actually a big deal. And you making light of it again, is not helpful or healthy or anything. It's, yeah. this is real.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So true. It's so true. It's such a sensitive thing and it goes, it just goes deep. Yeah. There's like so many lies we're telling ourselves. So many, we're trying to chase after the truth. We're trying to stay confident. And so it's just so easy to like tear each other down comparison. Oh my gosh, there's so much wrapped in all of this. <laughs> I
0: know. Well, um, so speaking of lies, I'm glad that you said that, uh, Ken's, because yeah, I think that you know, there are a lot of lies that we find ourselves facing when we're navigating singleness and kind of a season of waiting. And, you know, one of them I think is that we're falling behind and it doesn't help when all of our friends or our family members are getting married or like every time we open up social media, someone else is engaged, um, which seems to happen like right when you don't need it to. (laughs) What, (laughs) What advice do you guys have for the girl who is feeling behind and um, who's sitting here going, you know, I woke up on my fill-in-the-blank birthday, um, like you said, Mac, and realized, like, I, I'm not where I wanted to be at this point. Like, what would you guys tell her?
1: Yeah, that's so good. I mean, this is so, so real, especially we mentioned it already, like, in a, in this culture today, when, are there, if you live in the South, gosh, you just feel like you're behind the second. You turn 21, you're like, wait, what? This is like, this feels like, <laughs> So hard. And then, um, and then you just feel behind even like so connected to social media these days. And you just like see everything right in front of your eyes. And yeah, the first thing I think that like, you need to know whoever's feeling behind is like, this is the that is a lie that you aren't behind because God has has a time that's like so uniquely created just Mm -hmm. for you. Like he has that in his hands and you're not behind because God is never behind. He's right on time. And so I think you need to hear the truth, which is God saying to you, like you are not behind. Like I have something perfect for you, that's just going to take a little bit more time. Like it's just going to take a little bit more time. I don't know what that time is going to look like, but can you trust God and his process? Your timeline, like that would be so boring if God had the same timeline for every single girl in the world. <laughs> it would be like all just like robots. And so I yeah. think it's beautiful. His timeline for each person is so beautiful. It has different yeah. twists and corners and different mountains to climb, different valleys to go through. And that's like the unique part of everybody's story. And I think it'd be sweet if we started just telling ourselves the truth that like, no, we're not behind. Our time is just different. And God made it uniquely and beautifully. And like, if we're able to trust that process, we're going to like feel God so much closer in the midst of it, which is so beautiful. There's so much intimacy that we can build and we can experience that intimacy that we're longing maybe From somebody else, a guy in the world, we can actually experience through the mountains, through the valleys, through the twists and the turns and all of that. Like, it's a beautiful part of it all. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that, like, this thought that might creep in your head that you're behind is simply, like you said, Steph, it's it's just a lie from the enemy. And so we got to be sensitive to that and just turn it around and believe that, like, God has, like, a beautiful time in mind for us yeah it's good,
2: yeah and I was gonna say too, like I think sometimes I wish I could go back to my twenty seventh birthday and like <laughs> tell myself like what I know now yeah, and I think like what the truth of the matter is that like God's timing like and it's it sounds cliche when you're waiting on God's timing, but gosh, it's so good, it's so sweet and so perfect. like I think about meeting Tyler, the my boyfriend, I think about it, and I'm like literally I could not have met him like an hour sooner or an hour later like it would have thrown yeah. off everything if it would have been just a little bit sooner or a little bit later and so it gives me just trust in god's timing and i think the same is probably true for your story like you have no clue what god is like working on and working out i think sometimes we we think god is stagnant but i believe that god is always in motion for us and he's 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 working on us he's working on our futures he's working on all the things and i think it's beautiful to trust and to yield to the process and and i think the other part of it is like we live in a culture that is so obsessed with like looking up to what lies ahead i think rather than looking down at what is currently in our hands and i think in this season sometimes we're so obsessed with with what we think is ahead or or what everybody else has that we miss out like on what's right in front of us, like what God has literally placed in our hands in this season. And I think when I look back mm-hmm. on a lot of my singleness, it's like, gosh, God placed a lot in my hands that I wish I would have like valued more in that season. And so I think it's knowing that not only are you not behind, but you also have incredible things in your hands right now that God has placed before you that like you get to step into fully without like other distractions and I think that's actually such a gift.
0: I love this so much. I feel like everyone who's listening who's done Love Your Single Life is like, oh my gosh, they are like speaking our language. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> you really are. It's so true. And um, you know, one of the things that I think that I see a lot of women believing, and I did too, was that if God hasn't brought a person for you yet, that means that he's still working on you, but like in a bad way. Like it means that Mm. you haven't Mm. like reached some sort of milestone yet. You're not spiritual enough. You're not mature enough. Mm. You're not healthy enough. Mm. You're not whatever. And like, when I can look back on different pieces of my story, it's like, sometimes it had nothing to do with me. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. about him. Like it was about yeah. the timing in, you know, if if there's multiple people involved in this, sometimes it's about their timing or it's about something else going on in your life. Like Mac, I love that you said that you have always had really big dreams and the things that you guys have built together over the last handful of years is incredible. Like you guys built this ministry while you were in college. And so like, God's timing for mm-hmm. you may have something to do with like, you know, relationships are going to be easier for Mac if we can work through this piece of her heart. Maybe there's a piece of that probably for all of us, but also there's probably a piece of it that's like, hey, I'm building a gigantic and incredible ministry through these women. I like, she needs, she needs all the time she can get to focus on this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so just like, just a reminder that just because the person hasn't shown up in your life yet doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough. And I'm really sorry if people have told you that because yeah. it's just not true. Yeah, it's good. It's So good. So good. Um, So we kind of talked about this for a minute, but you know, when I feel like especially when you're feeling the most tender about something, that's when it happens that everyone else seems to be getting that thing. Like when you're feeling the most tender about trying to get pregnant and it's like, not going well it seems like you open up Mm -hmm. social media and everybody is pregnant and the same thing happens with Mm -hmm. you know engagement or getting into a relationship and so how do we um do you guys have any any like suggestions or tips or advice for how we can celebrate with our friends without like kind of pull apart the piece you know we're really happy for our friends we're also hurting for ourselves how do we Mm -hmm. like pull those pieces apart and do something good with each of them Mm-hmm. That's good.
2: Ken I've always said, I believe it so much that like the antidote to comparison is celebration. It, it truly is like nothing changes the posture of your heart more than like cutting off comparison by celebrating with other people. And I know it feels hard in the moment. It feels so hard. You're like, I don't want to be the person to celebrate that. But I've just found like when I go all in for my friends who like good, beautiful things are happening in their life, like when I'm the first one to be like, ah, this is the most exciting thing. And this is so cool. It truly does change the posture of my heart. And it helps me to have a different perspective and a different viewpoint of what I was struggling with, and I think there's something really beautiful to that. And so, I would say, like, to just go all in on being that friend that is such a great celebrator of other people um, throw the engagement party, like, send the flowers, like, do all the things, like, be that person. And I think it really does, like, it gives you hope, it gives you confidence, it gives you community. I think sometimes we When we feel this like Mm -hmm. lack in our life, we're so quick to isolate everywhere and to almost like throw ourselves a pity party. Um, But rather than throwing yourself the pity party, like throw the celebration party for your friends and and be that person because you're putting yourself in an atmosphere of joy, an atmosphere of hope, an atmosphere of expectancy. And I think God does a lot with Mm -hmm. us when we're willing to do that. And so I would like literally push push past those feelings of like wanting to run and hide from it and literally like sign up You're sign yourselves up to be right in the center of it (laughs) um and I don't know I've just seen that in my own life like I remember even with kids like I remember like moments of being like oh my gosh like I feel so behind like this person who like we've done life together like we literally like took all these Mm. steps together and suddenly our paths are beginning to to differ. And it could have been so easy for me to like, be like, oh my gosh, this is going to put a wall up between her friendship. It's going to be weird. And I don't want to like hang out with her anymore. But I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to let the enemy have any like foothold here. And so Mm -hmm. I just remember being like, okay, I want to be like her biggest cheerleader in this. So excited for being this season for her. Like, I want to like have a friendship with not just Ken's in this season. I want to have a friendship with Josh, her, her now husband. And And just building that and growing that. And I've just, I've seen a lot of fruit from from doing that, from celebrating rather than comparing.
1: Mm,
2: Yeah, so So good. good. I really believe like celebration, it's like an
1: act of of worship. Like you think about yourself at like a worship night or at church, we're like celebrating God, right? We're like raising our hands and worship. We know like when we when we're worshiping, when we raise our hands in worship, there's like there's weight that is lifted off of you. And all of a sudden you just like feel the presence of God upon upon you. And I like seriously, I mean, that's what celebration is. And so we just have a choice. We we really tangibly have like Choice It's like, okay, are we gonna stay bitter? Are we gonna stay sad or insecure? We are we just gonna like overcome and we're gonna just choose, like, okay, this feels hard, this feels really hard, but I'm gonna send that text message just saying, like, girl, I'm so pumped for you, or girl, I'm praying for you, I'm gonna like send those flowers, or I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, I don't know what you can do that to celebrate your friends, but like, seriously, I believe that it's an act of worship, and when you do, you'll feel the presence of God, you'll feel that weight of like bitterness or insecurity or heaviness upon you, which like we're, we're talking about, it it's real. It's like when it, sometimes those feelings, bitterness, it's a spiritual battle. And so it will it will lift when we begin to celebrate. It's a, it's an act of worship. It's a really beautiful way to experience God, I think.
0: I love that. We've talked about this on the show Ooh. before, but there have been like anytime my friends and I go through a different season at a different time, you know, it's like someone gets into a relationship and another one like ends up going through a breakup kind of right at the same time or you know someone like a lot of my friends were getting pregnant when we were having a hard time getting pregnant and it's it is really hard when you're going through something different from your friends but I think exactly what you guys are talking about that's how we build a bridge across because when you like Mac when you said the fruit of that the fruit of you being like the most excited person about Ken's and Josh's wedding is that you're closer to them because they got married. Mm. Like, you you have gotten closer to your friend. Yeah. You have gotten to be more part of her life instead of less. And, like, I think we usually assume when your best friend gets married and you're not married, you get less close. But that's how yeah. that becomes not the case, is, is by being their biggest celebrator. And, like, speaking of other fruit, I feel like God is just so cool in the way that there's, like, really good dominoes that happen. It's like if you— <laughs> When you do something there, there's a ripple effect of really beautiful things a lot of times. And a great example is like, you have no idea who's going to be at that engagement party. You know, you have no idea what friends you'll make or what like groomsmen you've never met before or something. And it's just so many, every time I decide to really show up for someone, uh, like a whole bunch of beautiful things happen that I never would have expected.
2: Yeah. So good.
0: So true. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies, and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. That's better help slash friendship. So I think another another you know lie I think we all wrestle with is that if we're in this place right now of you know I thought this would have happened by now but it hasn't we start to believe that it's because we're not good enough and you know we start to think if we were prettier or dress better or we're skinnier or you know if we if we were something or <laughs> you know this wouldn't mm-hmm. be the case like w- this is the case because we are not good enough. How do we overcome those lies? Because they're really, really loud.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say here, I see this. It's like, oftentimes we start with like the pity party. We're like, oh my gosh, woe is me. I'm behind. And then somewhere along the line, it turns into, okay, well, something must be wrong with me. Like there must be something about me that like guys don't like. And that's why I'm still single. And so I see a lot of women go into this, like, I have to change things about me mode. It's like, maybe I'm not skinny Mm -hmm. enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not blank enough. And I think we all have these like little insecurities. If we got really honest, like there maybe is some insecurity we have that we truly have started to believe is what is that is the thing that is holding us back from being in a relationship or being worthy of being loved by another person. And I think we have to get so real about those because if you don't grab hold of those and bring them to the feet of Jesus, they will eat away at your heart. They will eat away at your confidence. They will eat away at, I think the very things that are like good, healthy things that often will like lead us into relationships. And so I think it's so important that we identify that lie we've been believing. We take it to Jesus. We give it to him. We let him speak truth into our lives and we let him like correct the lie that we've been believing because I just, I wish my dad is amazing. And he always told me that I was enough. And he always told me that I was like the most beautiful girl in the world and all these things. And it's been this really beautiful, tangible representation of, I think, a heavenly love for me, but I know a lot of women, that's not their story. And so if you haven't been told, I want to be one that tells you that like, you are so enough, just as you are at the weight you are, um, at the the growth, you are all of these different things. Like you're so enough just as you are. And, and trust me, you want some guy who thinks you hung the moon and like, just mm-hmm. the way you are is amazing. And there's a difference in growing and, physically changing something about yourself to be in a relationship. I think we're always to be growing and to be bettering ourselves and to be looking more like Jesus. But if you have to like change something about yourself to be in a relationship, it is not worth it. It is not worth it at all. And so I just believe this is one of the ones that just, Oh, it drives me crazy. I hate when women like feel like they have to like become somebody else to be in relationship because it's not true.
0: Oh, it like hurts my heart. Even thinking like, this yeah, this one hurts my heart. Kins, what about you? What do you have to say? Oh my gosh, so good. Honestly, mostly
1: all I gotta say is amen <laughs> because it's really true. Like uh, we just gotta like start believing the truth that like like God would never say like you're ugly or you need to become more like this or look more like this or He's not saying those things. Like that's not His voice at all. And so, yeah, it's, it's a lie. And I think like we can, we can cover ourselves in that truth by surrounding ourselves by people who are going to speak the truth over us. Like I would say, you can just like, look at your community. Like what's your community look like? Like, Do you feel like your people are speaking that over you or are they not? Because it's going to be really hard to believe that if you're surrounded by people that like constantly draw out that ugly spirit or are constantly like you feel this like notion of comparison all the time. Like you you definitely gotta be surrounded by people who are gonna who are gonna say that truth. But then also you've got to just be spending time with your father because like I said, he's only gonna be speaking, he's only gonna be speaking truth over you. And it's so good to hear. We can't get enough of it for sure. I love that.
0: Yeah. So this is kind of switching gears a little bit, but I and I mean this, yeah, this is so this is so real. <laughs> What about the idea that there are no good Christian guys out there? You know, we have this idea of what we're looking for in our minds, and especially if we are people of faith, like, we want someone who shares that, and that's really, really important, but it really Mm -hmm. does sometimes feel like all of the good ones are taken, especially when, like, all the guys that you know are married, or you're related to them, or, like, you do not have feelings for them no matter how hard you have tried to convince yourself that you should have feelings for them like what yeah what advice do you guys have for the girl who's feeling like there are no christian guys left yes oh
1: my gosh we could go off about this one (laughs) because (laughs) well one a lot i've been there i for sure have been there i'm like oh my gosh i think because i'm now 28 like all the good ones are gone. I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to get stuck with the leftovers or whatever. (laughs) We tell ourselves this all the time. Um, but it's just so not true. It's not true for a couple reasons. Number one, like, I feel like even just, (laughs) I feel like I can, and I'm going to start a a single men list in my phone, some single godly (laughs) men list, because the list would be long. It really would. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and they're, of all ages and who love Jesus. And like, I think they're really out there. They really are. It's on us, I think. I mean, there's so many things here we could talk about. But one, I think um, we might need to like broaden our list or likings. Um, Like, and Mac, you could talk about this a lot more than me, but Mac is dating a guy that's quite a bit younger than her. She probably never would have, he probably would have been like, eliminated off of like the list immediately good guys (laughs) yes (laughs) so there's age limits that we put on it there's like we have limits of like even just what they look like physically which I don't think should always be a limit I mean of course we've got to be attracted to them in some in some way but we honestly become more attracted to personality than anything else when you start to get to know them so maybe it's Maybe you're limiting it to like the way they look or your certain type or maybe a certain place in the country that they live, or maybe you're limiting it to an age or a career. Like we limit it so much unknowingly. And I wish I wish women would maybe broaden their their lists or likings because I think their eyes would be open to so many more amazing guys. So Mac, I'll let you talk about that a little bit more in a second. But second is um I think we gotta put ourselves out there maybe a little bit more. And I'm not saying like you need to show up to all the like Christian mingles or anything like that. But even just socially, like you kind of hinted at this stuff, but like, yeah, like inserting yourself into things like inserting yourself so that you can be, <laughs> this might sound weird, but so that you can be invited to that wedding or you can show up to this thing, like broadening your community a little bit, whether that look, is that church or in your social circles or anything like that, like pursuing friendships. Um, and broadening your reach or wherever you are, I think is really important. I think your eyes will be open because if you're just like staying at home all the time, it's going to be really, really hard. You can't expect for them to just like show up at your doorstep. And so, yeah, I think like putting yourself out there is really important, and then also um broadening your likings. I'm not really saying that What am I trying to say, Mac? You know this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm using broadening your horizons. Is that what we you're getting at? Maybe that. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I think that's what I'm getting at, but yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. I agree completely. And um, yeah, we we have a thing that we'll speak on a little bit later that I think has really been a game changer for me. But I think, yeah, there's so many awesome guys out there. And it's so funny. Like, I, I agree with Ken's. Like, I meet so many of them. And even when I was single, I could realize that. I could realize that I'm like, wow, the more that I put myself out there, the more that I get outside of my comfort zone, I would meet them and I would find them. And I'd be like, wow, this is so awesome. Like, I wish more women, we would do that more often. We'd get out of our comfort zones, stop, like turn off our pity
0: party and get out there a little bit more. This just like occurred to me, this like equation in my head of the more we step out of our comfort zone, like the more awesome single guys we're going to meet. Yes. And like yeah, that sounds really obvious, but also it's not that obvious. Yeah. Like it, it's just yeah. not. It's <laughs> I mean, of course that's the case, but also it's hard to remember that that's the case. Like really truly the more we step out of our comfort zones, the more we're hanging out with friends, the more we're trying new things, like the the more we're doing that, the more people we're going to meet. It just is this really direct Like causal relationship, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so true, so good, absolutely. Um, so I feel Mm -hmm. like there are a million other like I don't know lies that we could talk about, but um, I know that you guys have some ideas about how we can like actively wait and make the most of this time, which you guys know I am so like. We could talk about this subject forever, but I really, really want to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, so one of your Mm -hmm. your like tips is to fill your life. Can you guys like elaborate? What does that mean? Yes.
2: Oh my goodness. I am so big on this. Um, I think that so many single women, we get so used to waiting around on E we wait on empty. (laughs) Like it's like when I was in high school, I, I always would like wait to the very last second to fill my gas tank, like literally. And then I would go fill it with like $5. I would never just fill it all the way. I'd fill it with $5 and I was constantly back at the gas station, always on empty. The gas light was always on. I was on fumes, barely making it every time. And I think in a (laughs) a lot of us, that's the way we do our singleness. Like we wait around on empty rather than filling up our tank and waiting on full. Like we get the option, which one do we want to wait on? Do we want to wait on empty or do we want to wait on full? And what I mean by filling your life is like, I really believe that when you meet somebody, like you should have to make room for them in your life because your life is so fruitful and overflowing with relationships and purpose and fruit. And, um, I think you can do this in so many different ways, but you know, I think it's like chasing after the dreams that God's put on your heart. It's like, Being in really fulfilling relationships, like when when I was single, it was a lot easier to pursue my friendships, like my girlfriend, and hang out with them. It has been harder since dating. Yeah my family, like my work, my dreams, there, there was so much that I got to do. I got to be so involved in my church. Um, I got to just do so many cool things. And so I think that it made my season of waiting. I didn't even really realize I was waiting. Like I said, it wasn't until I turned 27 that I was like, hold up, I'm waiting, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's in some ways what it should feel like. Like it should feel like our life is so full that we don't even notice that there's this void and this gap. And I think Mm. that so many women are so, they're so stuck in their singleness because they're waiting on empty. There's, there's so much open space in their life, like that they constantly feel the void. And I think that God can, can totally fulfill you in this season and this time, if we're willing to fill our life with good, healthy, awesome, amazing things.
0: I love that. So you guys also talk about this a lot, that you guys suggest hanging out with married people and couples that inspire you. And I think that this can be really intimidating because I think we all like have this deep fear of what being the third wheel could feel like. Or maybe mm-hmm. we've hung out with a, a married couple or a couple in a relationship or something, and it's been super awkward. Um, but you guys really suggest this and I really want to hear uh, why. Yes,
1: it's so good. No, I think this is so important. I think when you're surrounded by married people or married couple, well, first of all, I think there's this like, you want to kind of run from them at first because it's going to remind you, you feel as if it's going to remind you what you maybe are missing or like it might bring up ugly feelings or make you feel... Less than or not valuable, um, and maybe even more insecure about your singleness. But I actually think that the opposite just happens when you start to surround yourself by married couples. I think it actually is, first of all, they'll love you so well in your season. I think more than anybody, they're going to be like, We believe in you. Like, we love you. (laughs) They'll be those people that are speaking like, that life over you. Like we were talking yeah. about earlier, like you need to surround yourself by people who are like telling you like, no, you are so worthy of love. No, like, hold on. You're about to meet this amazing guy. Or let me just like speak this truth over you. Like married people are probably the most, like the best at that. Um, They're yeah, ready to pour, pour out true. their love upon you. And so, yeah, I think number one, that's really important. They're going to like bring the best out of you. It also will like, it'll, it'll set an example and set a pace of what even like your future marriage could look like, which is super sweet. And I think we can build upon that when we're single of like, okay, wait, this is what I'm holding out for. You know, if we don't surround ourselves by married couples, we we don't even know what we want or what we're looking for in our future marriage. And so I think you can learn a lot. I think you can learn a lot about what you want, what you don't want, and all of that when you're, when you're in community, it also is even attached to that celebration element that we are talking, like, surrounding yourself with married couples is just like an act of like, oh, I'm going to celebrate this. I'm going to be a part of this. And I think you'll feel God's presence a lot upon it when you just choose that route rather than like staying isolated. And also just speaking from a married person, a newly married person who's also very extroverted, (laughs) I'm like, come on, everybody, come over. (laughs) Like, I think that married people like want you to be around. They really, really want you to be around and they probably have even more capacity for those relationships and so yeah insert yourself because it will be a really life-giving thing
2: yeah so good I would just say I had like <laughs> several um married couples that I felt like adopted me in singleness <laughs> and mm-hmm. they were always my biggest cheerleaders like always trying to set me up with people like wanted to know all the deets and on my dating life and they're just really invested in. I think that it was really cool because I do think there's this lie out there that like you can't be friends with married people. Like you your friendships get worse. But like what you talked about, Stephanie, it's like when you choose to celebrate them and say, no, I'm actually going to go all in with my friend and her new husband or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um that you actually get two incredible friends out of the equation and you get a a guy's perspective. And I've just found it to be really awesome and fruitful and and really a gift in my singleness. And so don't be afraid.
0: to just like ask to be adopted by married couples. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I th- I love that so much. I think that that's so true. If if we decide that we can only be friends with people when they're in our same season of life, then that means that we are deciding we are only going to have friends for a season. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay yeah. if that's what you want to do. Like, you only want to have single friends. And then when people get married, like, you don't want to be their friend anymore. Like, okay, that's that's a choice. Um, mm-hmm. But you're not always going to be in the same stage of life as your closest favorite people. And so therefore, you're going to have to be friends with people who are in different seasons. And so if your very best friend gets married, yeah. you're going to have to decide whether you don't want to be friends anymore or whether you're going to adopt her husband, like whether you're going to bring <laughs> them in. I had to decide this with my girlfriends when they started having babies. And I was really scared when they started having babies because I'm like, I can't like, uh, are, are they going to, am I going to lose them? But I -hmm. I had to make a decision in in myself where I was like, I hope that their family will continue to adopt me and I'm going to adopt this kiddo. I'm going to love this kid so much. And I'm going to buy Mm -hmm. them birthday presents and I'm going to show up at their birthday party and I'm going to fly home for my best friend's baby shower and all these different things. Like I'm going to make their family my family because this is the season my Mm -hmm. friend's going into and I don't want to lose her. And so- Like I'm taking all that, all that comes with her. And so, yeah, I think we get to, we get to decide, do we want our friends to only be our friends for a season or not? And Mm -hmm. this is, this is what it takes. But I I think that something Mm -hmm. happens, like one of the fears I know I felt when it came to hanging out with married couples, and I don't actually know if this ever happened or if it was like, it happened to a friend of a friend and therefore I thought it might happen to me. But sometimes I think married (laughs) people and people with kids can act like you wouldn't understand because you're not married it's like this is a couple's only Mm. small group because what you're going to talk about like couple things like okay (laughs) like so if you're single you wouldn't understand and i think another thing that is kind of scary is like if i'm gonna hang out with someone who's like dating or a, a married couple what if they're like really like lovey and awkward and it's like I don't know I picture like them making out on a couch next to you and you're just sitting there like looking at your phone trying to wish that you weren't there like I don't know why I don't know if I'm the only one who kind of worried about those things but I definitely did if that ever actually happens like not just to a friend of a friend but if you ever have a couple say like you wouldn't understand you're single or if you ever are around a couple that's like just making it super awkward for you you didn't do anything wrong in those scenarios. Like that's not, that's not you not being good enough or them being ahead of you or you being the awkward third wheel. Like they are being awkward in that situation. (laughs) That is, that is not you being immature. That's them being immature. Like if they feel like you don't have something to offer because you're single and they're married, that's immaturity on their part. Um, And Mm so I I don't Mm -hmm. know if anyone else like worries about that, but I feel like that would have been really great for me to know that. Usually, that doesn't actually happen. Those things don't usually happen. But if they do, that's it. Really, immaturity on the part of the couple, not in the part of you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So good. That's yeah. Good. I love that. that. Um. So I for sure, I had that fear. Did you really? Okay. I'm like, is it? Is it just me? Is this? Yes. Am I the only one no, that pictured? <laughs>
1: real. Okay. So no, good. I like remember specifically going over to a married friend's house when I was in college. And I was like, I felt awkward walking in their house because I felt like they like had did the thing on their couch or something. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. this is <laughs>
2: You know, now that I'm, weird, I'm like, OK,
1: things are very normal. It is nothing different than like two people, friends, just like chilling out in their house. And so, yeah, if they're being <laughs> it's all on them. Not yeah, on if them. they're things being weird, it's, it's actually on
0: them. It's <laughs> It's not weird like you imagine, unless they make it that way. And again, that's totally on them, totally. not on you. <laughs> so another thing that you guys talk about a lot is um looking for evidence of God's goodness. What is that? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? And how do we do that in a really like practical way?
2: Yes. Oh my goodness. This this is like one of the biggest game changers in my journey, um, in my own singleness journey and uh, just like in the in those times where I was really frustrated. I was just like, God, what in the heck are you doing? And it was funny. This actually kind of started, I was at Ken's wedding and um, I've told this story before. Sorry, Ken's, I keep roasting you about this, but at Ken's wedding, <laughs> she had um, a table of all the single girls. And then there was a table of all the single guys. And then all the couples sat together and the funniest part about this was that this they separated the singles. Like it wasn't even like we had a shot to like. <laughs> in oh a my gosh!
1: Okay, <laughs> and, really quickly. In my defense, I don't remember this happening, or was it intentional? So, <laughs> let's just be,
2: no, be clear. No, she didn't do it intentionally. <laughs> but I remember us girls. We were just like talking and laughing. We were kind of like sharing single stories at our table. It was actually really sweet and That's awesome. Amazing. And I bonded with mm-hmm. a girl, and we're still we've like we face them like once a week now about just our lives and everything. So it was really sweet. But I was telling her about this guy that I'd been seeing that it hadn't worked out. And I felt like I had just had so many of those, you know, was excited the first week. And then literally two weeks later, I'm like another disappointment, another rejection, another no, another like getting my hopes up for nothing. And we had this really cool conversation that has totally shifted my perspective. And that is like, looking, seeking out God's goodness and looking for evidence of what he's doing in the midst of disappointments. And I think we do this by, you know, you have to stop seeing your lonely Friday nights or like those rejections or disappointments as more evidence that you're going to be single for forever. And like, you're always going to be alone. And you actually have to start seeing them as concrete evidence that God is up to something so good for you. I think that God, he cares so much about your heart, like more than anybody. So we have to trust him with it. And so I just started seeing this in my life. Like that guy stops texting me back. Well, that must be evidence that God is good in my life. You know, (laughs) maybe I haven't been on a date in months. Well, God must be up to something. Or maybe I got my heart broken evidently God has something better for me in this. And I think it's just noticing and recognizing that there's nobody better to trust with your heart and your story than God. And so his goodness must show up through everything that we see as a disappointment. And it doesn't mean that he can't mourn with us and, you know, get into the like loneliness with us and feel that with us, but it also means that he is good and that he is working and he is moving. And so it's seeking out the evidence that, you know, it's not evidence that you're going to be alone for forever when something doesn't work out. It is evidence that God is still good and God is still moving and God is still working in your story. And just that perspective shift gave me so much hope and so much more joy in my process of singleness and dating. And it's something that I still lean on today, even in the midst of dating. And I've seen like, I don't know, I've just seen God's evidence. I've seen his goodness. I can look back and trace the evidence, trace like, the journey of him moving and working, even when I thought like I was at my lowest, darkest moments. That
0: is so good. I love that. I love that. That's so good. Mm -hmm. So I have two more I want to ask you guys about. One is you guys talk about having an open heart and open hands. What is this one about? What does that mean? open heart and open hands. I am so passionate about
2: this. Again, another game changer in my kind of just journey with my singleness. I just had this notion where I would get before God and be like, God, I'm so open. I'm so ready. And like, I'm not seeing you do anything in my life. And, um, I kind of started to realize as I'd like sit with the Lord that oftentimes I would have like an open heart, but I would shut my hands or on the flip side, I would open up my hands, but I'd shut off my heart. And so, so what I mean by this is we have to learn how to give our heart and our hands to Jesus. Um, and I think oftentimes we're only giving him one or the other. And we do this by like, for example, you know, I might give him my heart, but then I'm going to say, all right, God, I'm, I'm open to whatever it is that you want to do, whoever you want to bring into my life. But then I'll take matters into my own hands and I'll try to manipulate the outcome and try to like make it happen in my own time or in my own way. Or on the flip side, I'll say, you know, God, I trust you to take the lead with the next steps. Like I trust you, like whoever you're going to bring into my life, whatever, like, you know, I'm opening my hands to you. But then I shut my heart off. I'm like, oh, not him or, oh, (laughs) not that, you know? And I think in order for God to really move in our life, he needs both our open hearts and our hands to truly start working. And so I think it's our job as single women to wake up every morning, you know, palms facing up and say, you know, God, my heart and my hands are yours. And then you have to like really live like you mean that. You can lament and you can cry with your friends, Um, You can journal your frustrations when you need to, but then you have to say that prayer again every morning, open heart, open hands. And I think it's just a really beautiful feeling. It's really freeing actually to give God both, to say, God, however you're going to make it happen in your own time, whatever it's going to look like, I'm all in for that. And then I'm going to open up to the possibilities of things that I maybe wouldn't pick for myself. I'm going to open up my heart to, to give a, have a perspective that's true, like a Jesus-centered perspective, and that has been one that literally I now, you know, op- learning to open my heart and my open open my hands literally changed who I am now with. And so I think I've just like seen such evidence of it. And that's why I'm so passionate about it, is like I mm-hmm. so see women shutting one or the other off and like believing that they're open, but they're actually not. <laughs> and so I think it's super mm-hmm. important to have open heart and an open hand.
0: That's really good. Matt, can you give us, give us like one more example? Like, because I feel like this is so important. I want to make sure that everyone, like, I want to make sure that we really have a grasp on it. So yeah, just give us another example.
2: Okay. Yes. Okay. For example, this is so big. Okay. So like what I would do is I would say like, okay, God, I, you know, I'm totally, I'm open to dating. I'd be like, I'm ready, God. And then I'd be like, God, I trust you with your timing, but then I'd kind of take matters into my own hands. So like maybe out of loneliness, I'd get on like a dating app or something and for like a nice swipe. but that is not me trusting God, you know, like in that moment I was doing it out of loneliness. Like I wasn't doing it out of trust. I was doing it out of like, God, I trust you, but also I got to take this into my own hands and like make something happen for myself. So that would be me like shutting off my hands, but having an open heart. And then on the flip side, um, I would be like, okay, I'm open, I'm ready. And then like, my friend would call me be like, I have the most amazing guy to set you up with. And I'd be like, okay, okay, awesome. But I would literally go on the date being like, this guy is an inch shorter than me. There is no way I'm ever going to go like actually like this guy. <laughs> and so in that one, I would like mm-hmm. shut off my heart. I would literally go into it with a closed heart, like no possibility for God to work or God to move. And so I think those are some of the distinctions is like, we'll either shut off our hearts or we'll shut our hands and we'll take it into our own. Power, or we will literally just go into it like saying god there's no you know i've already made up my mind
0: god there's no way and so open heart open hands Mm. love that i love that okay so the last Mm -hmm. one i wanted to ask you guys about is um this idea of expecting to be surprised and i love this i love surprises okay tell us about (laughs) tell us about this one
2: Oh man. Okay. I'll say something here. I've said a lot. And then, Kens, I'll let you sum it all up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, perfect. Okay. So, expecting to be surprised, this is so big and so important. I think we all have our checklists. We think we know what we want. And I finally just got to this season where I was like, God, I am realizing that it is probably going to look nothing like I think it's going to look like. Like, <laughs> it's probably not going to look like the movies. It's probably not going to look like what my friend's love story looks like. And so, I finally just was like, God, I'm going to expect that you're going to do something crazy. Like (laughs) I'm going to actually expect that in my days. Like I'm going to go on my days and expect that you're going to do wild things. So I literally remember like, this sounds so funny, but I remember going on plane rides and being like, I wonder if God's going to surprise me today. You know, like it kind of became fun. Like I'm like, maybe I'll meet him today. Maybe just on a plane. And so I'd be Mm like, I'd have like almost my radar ready to be surprised. And, um, the biggest way I've seen this in my own life is like when I met, um, Tyler, who I'm now dating, it was so funny because <laughs> he is six years younger than me. And I remember at first being like, okay, six years younger than me, there's no way. But at the same time, I I did have this intrigue and I had this like moment with God where I had told God, like, God, I'm ready for whatever. Like, I'm going to expect that it's going to look different than what I think. And so that almost gave me the freedom to explore something that, you know, a couple of years before I would have literally just shut off immediately. And so I think that there's something to the adventure with God of saying, God, I'm going to expect that you're going to take me down crazy rides. Like you're going to give me all my heart's desires, but it might come in a different package. <laughs> like it might look different than what I thought it was going to look like. And I think that that is what i found like i found the guy of like literally my dreams like little things that i would have never even admitted that like i had prayed about like he is those things and so much more but yet he came in this package that i would have never picked for myself i would have never picked somebody six years younger than me like to be this person but yet it has been so sweet and so special and so good and so i think as women like we can literally walk into every day and seeing it as like a beautiful, fun adventure with God and expect that like, he's going to surprise us. And surprises are so fun. They're so beautiful. And like some of our favorite moments in life are surprises. And so let God surprise you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so fun. It's a fun journey. I love listening to the stories when I hear love stories that aren't just like like kind of what we were saying earlier that aren't just like, manipulated or love stories that are not just about us but are about like about about God and the ways that he moved too and I think if we look really closely and if we spend all of our days and all of our time just like seeking our father he'll just show us yeah like little surprises here or there like a little moment um that lifted our spirits or a little word from a friend that encouraged us or spoke truth over us that's gonna lead us closer to who he has for us. They're closer to our purpose. And we can trust God with that. And we can trust him with our hearts and with our love story. And that really is the best story when it's like, oh, wow, like the Lord showed up here. I sought him out here. I was given here. And it's a beautiful thing, the way that he can work through that.
0: (laughs) I love that. Do you guys have just for the woman listening who's like, this is me. I, you know, I'm, however... Um many years old, or i I hit this point in my life, and I was so when I planned it, I was married by this point, mm. but that's just not the mm-hmm. case like for the woman who's sitting there going That's me would you I would just love if each of you would give her just one last piece of encouragement? I think I would
2: just say is like i even you know even now, I feel like in some ways being on the other side of like i'm you know I'm 28 now. I'm not single. I'm, you know, found the person that I like want to spend forever with and all these things. And But in that process, like there were days and moments where I literally like missed my singleness. (laughs) And I missed some of the gifts that came with singleness. And so I think the biggest piece of encouragement I would say is just that like there are really beautiful things happening in your life right here right now that on the other side you will miss. And you will like yearn for and, and almost like want back in a way. And so I think just knowing that, mm-hmm. knowing that like, it is, it is not the like cure all for all happiness. Like there are still like, there's still a lot to work through on the other side when you finally do meet somebody just to, to give you that encouragement to go all in for whatever God has you in your life right now, That it matters. It has purpose and it is not you like waiting, just twiddling your thumbs until the person comes along. Like there's so much in your life right now that matters, that's purpose and lean into that, press into that and soak it up because it's so beautiful and it's so good. Yeah. That.
0: What about you, Ken?
1: It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to take a moment. This was really funny. I've been thinking about this the whole podcast. At the beginning, <laughs> you asked us to introduce ourselves and tell us like a little bit about us. And I was like, I'm Mackenzie, and I live in Nashville, and I'm married. Like those were the like three things I said about myself, which is great and fine. But I just want to almost speak against that. That like our relationship status is not our identity. And like yeah. honestly, I probably won't ever introduce myself like that again. Lesson learned here. Because <laughs> like I really do like, and mm-hmm. I think it's like, the only reason why maybe I did that or said that is because that's what that's what other people do Mm -hmm. like and that's just the truth is we like hear all the time right like I'm this and I'm married or I'm this or usually we're not like I'm single but a lot of times it's just attached to our identity and who we are and I like just don't believe that like our relationship status is not our identity and like and it isn't when you're single and it isn't when you're married and I think that like Yeah, it's important. Our identity is just simply a daughter of of God, and like, there's so much that we can like. That's so. That's just enough. That's just enough. And if it ever doesn't feel like enough, like you've got to have some deep soul searching. Maybe it's just listen back to this podcast over and over again. Maybe it's taken Steph's course over and over again. Maybe (laughs) it's just getting yourself in an atmosphere of worship, like. Whatever you got to do to just know that first and foremost, you are a daughter of the King. And that is just enough. And yeah, I think it's important not to like, just like follow the pattern or believe the lie that this is like your identity.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. You guys, thank you so much for being here. I love your work. I love you guys. um, And I love the story that God's been writing in your lives. And it's been like just the most beautiful gift to get to be like i don't know a cheerleader on the side <laughs> um with uh i just i'm i I just love who he is in your lives and i love who you guys are and i love mm-hmm. what he's doing so thank you so much for coming on the show again and uh for sharing and you guys we mm-hmm. will um link to all of their stuff delight um if there's not if you're in college and there's not a delight campus uh, or not a delight chapter on your campus Maybe you are the person to start one, just saying. And uh, so we'll link to everything delight and then everything for the girl and just go follow along with Mac and Kenz. They are amazing. They're such good friends and um, I'm so glad that you could meet them. Thanks for being here, guys.
2: Mm. We love you, Steph. This is so fun. You're the best and we feel the exact same way about you. So thank you.
0: You guys, aren't Mac and Ken's amazing? I just love them and I love their heart for women. Don't forget that if you ever wanna find the links for anything we talk about here in our Girls' Night episodes, you can always find those over in our show notes. Just head over to girlsnightpodcast.com and you'll find the links for everything, including links for Mac and Ken's, so you can pick up their books, their Bible studies, you can listen to their podcasts and follow along with all the great stuff they're doing. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode, but we have so much good stuff ahead this season. And with that in mind, now is the perfect time to make sure that you're subscribed. Subscribing to the show is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It won't send you an email or anything. It just makes sure your phone downloads the latest episode when a new one's released. And I did wanna take a quick second to ask you guys a favor. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you've been a Girls' Night fan for a while now, would you take just two quick seconds to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? Those reviews help out our podcast so much, and it really would mean the world to me. So if you take two quick seconds to do that, I'd be so grateful. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me for Girls Night and I will see you next week.